episode 15 of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut. And the polar bear. And the polar bear. Lower to the ground as the polar bear walks. Center of gravity. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? Some shit went down this weekend that was historic. And, you know, it actually felt like a curse was lifted. Oh, I didn't even think That's about that. That's how actually... I looked at it. Oh, I... And you know what I'm talking about, San Diego people. You know what I'm talking about. Joe Musgrove, I mean, first gonna... no-hitter in Padres history. I mean, dude. <laughs> just before I'm... you get into that, yeah, okay. let's just... Also, we're currently watching the Padre game, so yes. this is a pure sports banter-esque this is what you get on the weekends this with is, Rick and I. Right. This is know? when we get our studio, this is what it'll be. Exactly. There's sports on the TV oh, as we're filming. Multiple televisions. So we got Pirates yeah, and just, Padres on. Exactly. You wanted I, to set the vibe. I wanted okay. to preface that before we really <laughs> got that. into that. I don't hate that. But uh, By the way, can you make that full screen? Yeah, let's do <laughs> Yeah, you know. Sure. Sure. <laughs> what else you need? Well, I'm not getting up, so clearly <laughs> I need you to do it. All right, all right. All right. Okay. Back to business. Back to business. Joe, just set it up. homegrown Musgrove, oh, yeah. by the way. Grossmont High, El Cajon. Uh, his family owns a coffee shop as well in Alpine, which has been crushing sales ever since. I, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, what's, I mean, first no-hitter ever. I think... What do, you, what do you got? Well, okay, I will say this. I did not watch the game. I had, you know... Previous hey, engagement. That's honest, though. Exactly. You could have just went yeah, the other way. I, <laughs> let's put it this No, I'm not going to lie about that. Absolutely not. A lot of people were tweeting and, t- you know, uh, well, okay, posting. Well, now that that's the fact, how did you find out? Uh, I found Where out at you? the end of the Cathedral Lincoln game. Okay. Through, um, shout out, Braden Sprenet. So he does our he does our play-by-play for, yep. the, for Cathedral. And he came down and he goes... Hey, Joe Musgrove <laughs> threw a no-hitter, and I looked at him, and I... Just verb- like that, or do you verb- have a little... No, no, he definitely know. had some more... Some it was definitely more pop into it. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I go, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? And he said no, and then that's when I went straight to Twitter. You know, of yeah. course I saw just the continuous feed. I got updated on... You know, I let's put it this way. I'm sad that I didn't get to see it, but I'm happy that, one, it happened for the Padres... Two, it happened from a kid from San Diego. And three, yeah. I mean... it A kid it, from San Diego for the Padres. Yes, exactly. I That's mean, where I was leading how is to. That? It, it, I mean, I'd love to know that percentage. How many no-hitters have been thrown by, the by athletes? From the hometown? Exactly. I'd, I'd lo- I would I, guess he's the first. Me too. I, I, I yeah. think that in itself is... You know, baseball is huge on statistics. The, Joe could be the very first person and the only one for that statistic. I was so fired up. Oh my god. I mean, how many no how many almost no hitters have you seen the Padres throw? Multiple. I mean I mean we get close. We've gotten close. I think PV got close. It's like with a bell Jordan and a ball Miles. and then we just get shot. <laughs> you know, people get late I think Lamette almost did last year too. We always get late in the game and uh whenever this is happening, not like it happens all the time, but when it does happen, the guy will go late in the game and he's either got like hundred and twenty pitches or yeah. Sometimes gassed. we even we're up like one zero and we end up losing the game. Yeah. It's like, oh, well shit, there goes a no hitter in the game. Um so I mean I was watching and I was noticing it, but you know You don't talk about it. What was hilarious 
And credit to this Padre group chat I was in. We were talking for the first five innings, as we normally do throughout the game. And it got to, I think, it was like the end of the sixth inning, and he still had the no-hitter, and the whole chat just went blank. Good. Great. Just absolutely I silent. respect whoever's <laughs> in that group text. I respect. And as I was like, we all know nice. that this moment is going on right now. Yeah. But we are all afraid of, you know, s- noticing it, putting it on notice, putting it in words that are visible, and putting it into the universe that this is happening. And you know what? And that that's is the baseball superstition. Exactly. That is a true <laughs> baseball fan group yeah. text. And we are. Because I would have done the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing if I was with a group of people. Again, I was coaching in game at the time, but if I was seeing that, I would have not. I probably would have left. Oh, if yeah. I was with a group of people, I probably would have left. And gone outside because someone's gonna say, "Well, <laughs> guess what?" And then I would. Can gotten, you believe that yeah. he hasn't thrown any hits? And I like, oh, so well, you just pissed. blew it. Oh yeah. Um, but I was at my girlfriend's house watching the game on the laptop, and this is going on, and I'm like, you know, they're doing other things because I'm watching the game, like they don't care, and I'm like, I. All I can tell you is something's going on, but I can't tell you what. No. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, I, there's something clearly it's off okay, of but I was like, yes, that's true. But just know there's something happening and why I'm all tense over here. Vanessa had no idea what happened. She was <laughs> amazed at how much excitement there was around someone. She criticized the opposing team saying, well, why didn't they hit the ball? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, I didn't even fucking respond to that because it's so simple. Like it that. was. Oh yeah, totally. But I mean, it's just. Oh man, you know, as it was fans, amazing. it was amazing. Exactly, as fans, and as we have almost beat into the ground how electric we've anticipated this season. Electric, I like that. And this has just mm. added as. It has added as a credibility for the team that we expect. Yes, don't get me wrong, you know. The season is a long season. But to have this happen early on, and again, we were kind of in that, like we talked about last week, don't let this the wind come out of our sails. Right, right. This is just kind of like, hey, we're doing good. Hey, oh, yeah. you know, it's those little milestones, if you will, little milestones. And, you know, I'm going to try to put what I was feeling into words best I can. Um it feels like the Padres era is changing before our eyes. That's um that that's was great. the coolest part of the experience was like oh, we're finally not this one team that hasn't accomplished this one thing that yes. every other team has accomplished and then we'll get no hits sometimes and we'll add to, you know the Giants have done it to us multiple yeah. times. So that's what I was thinking originally. I was like, oh, this is so great, you know, because one, we have a really good team this year. And two, we're starting to do things that we've never seen. That's a great, which, great call. As a fan, great call, I man. mean, it's, it is the cool, and I mean, just Joe Musgrove being from San Diego makes it so much better. It adds, because, a, de- it adds a, a level of depth for how much we're, we as fans feel about it. Oh yeah. And I. You can this is another part of it too with the team being so successful and Joe Musgrove throwing the no hitter. The city is coming together watching this team yeah. grow, yeah. And the whole culture is changing around this team as it grows because we do have a good team. We are expecting big things, but we're also having fun during the process as this team grows and is getting better. So, and I'm glad you brought that up because I always think about fans. You know, 
my dad being from the East Coast, your family from, you know, Chicago area, mm-hmm. everyone knows that, let's put it this way, West Coast teams don't have the respect for fans, a fan base. The diehard die nature hard. of... Exactly, like the, fourth yeah. generation, you know, right. right when the Yankees came out, my shit, you know, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. And I feel like with those teams on the East Coast, there's such a consistency with fans throughout demographics and age groups where in san diego it's either you have the really old people that love the padres Mm -hmm. and you got the young kids that just like watching the hometown team yeah and then there's that disparity in the middle right Right. now i feel like we're like you said we're closing that gap and more and Mm -hmm. more of our local fan base is getting hey we want to be a part of this yeah and we're having fun like you said we're watching events unfold that are creating buzz but also drawing in those i don't want to say fakey fans but casual fans yeah yeah which is known for san diego which, and it right. just it, it, it i mean i'm get i'm literally getting goosebumps because i think it's so cool I, it's, it's just, a, no that's that's what i'm saying too I, that's what i feel is like i went down to bubs and watched a game just like on a tuesday to do it yeah so many people with jerseys around um, granted, it's a home game, but still, it's the most like support I've ever seen from the hometown team, and the tides are turning based on, you know, not just Joe Musgrove throwing no hitter, but that's the type of like energy that you know this team has talent wise, and it's transferring to the fans too, and we're coming together through this thing, and it's built into this awesome culture. Yeah, and how how long have we heard? That San Diego is a commuter team. Yeah. You know, a commuter fan base. Like, you know, people live here, but they're not Padres fans. Right. They're from everywhere else in the United States. And, you know, like you said, these events are are unfolding and it's making me notice that more and more fans are outweighing those opposing Mm -hmm. fans. Like, I can tell you this. I mean, I have yet to go to a Padres game, but I, I, I can say this. There's probably the majority of a Padres fan base where years past opposite right, right. you know and in certain extent god damn it <laughs> oh double play fuck that he's safe <laughs> mid <laughs> mid thought on the podcast um sorry that was yeah yeah no i think uh i think you hit the nail on the head of and that again it's just the support that's garnering around the team and it's so early the Padres are Seven, eight and three, I think. Eight and three right now in this moment. And, I mean, just watching the videos on Twitter and YouTube and and watching the game live of, first of all, the Padre fan reactions in Texas, where there was a lot of Padre fans there. Oh, and I had people that be, were from out here that went and traveled yeah, to see the game. To, to be at that game, I mean, that's a lifetime event that you'll never forget. Yeah. Um, And just listening to Joe Musgrove after the game... And further on, I mean, he's just, it seems like there's no one that could have happened better to for the Padres, for the city of San Diego. Um, I'm so stoked for him and his family because, and another thing with Padre fans, like we, since he threw the no-hitter, like people went to his coffee, his parents' coffee shop the next day in Alpine. And they're just like blowing up the business. Like, it's local support, Yeah, local support. And that's really what it's all about is, you know, generating different, support through sports yeah i mean it shows it just shows how much it shows how much san diego cares about the padres right and it also shows how much we yeah it even shows how much we care about someone that's from san diego playing for our home team yeah you know you see that you see that shit for bigger 
teams. You know, mm-hmm. like, especially, and I hate to say it, you'll see it a lot with, you know, the teams that have been around for a lot longer time, you know, that are more consistent with winning. It's bullshit in it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That fucking double play really fucked us. <laughs> um, Yeah, it just... You know, you hear it about the Yankees, the Red Sox. He's a hometown kid, you know. But I, I it just, I mean, I we could we could talk about it till the horse is dead, right. right? I mean, it just, it's just so exciting for the team to see that. And you know, I always talk about having the opportunity to see a no hitter. And I talk about because mm-hmm. one of my favorite pitchers is Nolan Ryan. Yep. And I mean, just to be a fan and to. Even see it in your sense on a television. And like I'll always remember that. Exactly. You will always remember and that's what people are saying, like, where were you when this no hitter happened? Well, I was coaching a football game. And and I hope to God it happens again. I mean because but it's see, so but these things will start to happen now because there's not that exactly like, phantom on our freaking back yes. of this thing that hasn't happened. Honestly, I never thought I would see it. We've been so yeah. close a million times and it's never happened. Um, but I'll say this, watching the last inning, torture, absolute oh, yeah. torture. You're living I was on every there, pitch. I was good until Excuse the me. ninth. I was like, oh shit, man. Like it's either going to happen or it's not. And I'm like, just waiting for it not to. Cause I'm like, I've seen it a hundred times where we get into the ninth and the first guy like hits a Jack or something. Yeah. And the first batter for the Rangers hits a line shot. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. And it went right to Cronenworth. And I was like, okay, buddy. Don't get your hopes we up. Might, we're still doing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like sweating. I'm just like. I mean, look at the last girl, out. I'm still wondering like what I'm even watching. <laughs> I mean, look at the last out. I mean, it was a grounder to shortstop. I mean that that in itself. It was perfect. That'll heighten the blood pressure right there. Oh yeah, I mean any ball. This is the thing in a no hitter. Any ball that touches the ground is an automatic worry. If it's in the yeah. air, it's a little bit different. Like, okay, is it going to hit the gap or is someone just going to catch the shit out of this? You yeah. know, it, when it hits the ground, because you never know, could it have a nice little pop? It just, yeah, it's. I have a lot of. I'm, I'm envious of the people that got to see it. I'm even more envious of the people that got to see it fucking live. Yeah, I mean, imagine just buying that ticket. And not, two, you know. also being. <laughs> also, think of this. Texas' stadium is full open. Oh, yeah. that's Again, That's a, it made the atmosphere right. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's put it this way. If, if it was here in San Diego, I mean, you could probably oh. hear everybody saying how much we support him, Joe Musgrove, and his accomplishment if it happened here. But the city probably would have blown up. Oh, my God. I don't even know what would have happened. We would have run. We would <laughs> I would have, have run, drove downtown. Exactly. Me, I would have done the exact same thing. It probably would have been that. Just like in the people in the streets, like when we beat the Cardinals last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we don't know what to do, but we're going to do something. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was such an amazing moment for... Historic, historic moment. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. And that name, Joe Musgrove, goes down in history now. Oh, I'll never and, forget his I name. I mean, that's just... Who has the no hitter for the Padres? Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. Like, it's, damn it. it's the easiest, it's the easiest answer to a question of all time, and I'm he seems like an awesome guy, so I'm all in on Joe Musgrove. I agree. Last note on Mr. Joe Musgrove. I did buy a shirt. Yes, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Oh shit. And it's a phenomenal shirt. I'll uh, I'll debut it on the next when it comes mm-hmm. in, whichever next episode. Hey Brian, I'm getting a Joe Musgrove shirt. Do you oh, oh, you want to match? You want to maybe? You, you want to match? Hey man, I was look I was looking at this. You think it'd be cool for the podcast? Wow. And maybe for your life? No, Rick, I don't want that shit. So you want to match? That's what you're saying. I you want to match me? I mean, in my room. 
together. I mean, you want to wear matching shit. Let's put it this way: I'm way more <laughs> handsome. So, well, how was that? No, you're. If you're trying to match me, then you're giving me a compliment subconsciously. No, I'm not. Oh, I just put you in a pretzel. <laughs> now where are you gonna go? Yeah, my brain is. <laughs> where <alone>. are you <laughs> gonna go? <laughs> but I did get the shirt. Yeah. I can show you. I don't, I don't want to fucking. I didn't even you know you were an online shopper. Sheesh. I'm not an online shopper. It's 2021. Who isn't an online shopper? Yeah, I'm Rick. I'm gonna make this you know absurd what? comment about online shopping. Oh, Who the fuck are you? This wasn't on the topic list. No, okay. clearly not. But you wanted to bring it in. <laughs> yeah, for me, I didn't. Yeah, think you opened the gate. Didn't think you opened the gate. Yeah, guys trying to match my all you know right, attire. Right. Uh-huh. Jesus. Anyways, we're talking masters. <laughs> We're talking Masters 2021. Hideki Matsuyama won it, and he's the first guy from Japan to do it. Did I watch? No, I did not. I'll be the first to tell you. Did not watch it. We are a I truthful like, podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see the no-hitter. I'm not watching the Masters. Hey, you know, golf's fine. I'm horrible at it. Yeah. I, I feel like it's something that I'll adopt when I'm 54 and up. My dad's sitting there falling asleep watching it. I know that. Um, that's pretty much all I got. So, take well, it away. <laughs> I watched it. I watched a, uh, Thursday and Friday. I watched uh, all of it, actually. Nice. Saturday, I just kind of, you know, I was casually watching it while I was doing things around the house, of course. And then Sunday, I caught... Uh, was I, I got playing phenomenal. Yeah. And they interviewed him after the, after the third round, and... He just, because there was also a rain delay on Saturday, mm. and he was not playing well before that. I mean, he was doing good, but he was not doing well leading up to that. And he came back from that rain delay and just crushed it. So it was great to see him win it. It was cool that his caddy, like, you know, a lot of people are talking about how he bowed at the end of it. I mean, okay. to, again, show respect to the game. Respect. Exactly. If you respect, the, you show respect to the game, the game will respect you. It's huge. Do you golf? You yourself. I am trying to get into it. I am Have not you ever played golf. a round of 18? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. And you are I'm not trash? Or? I'm not good. Okay. I'm, well, I guess we should golf together. Though. Yeah, my I'm all <laughs> over the place. Let's put it this way. If we're going to golf, we need a wide fairway. We need a wide fairway. Uh, I probably am trying, a cooler full of beer. I am trying to get better and get more into it because I do like the sport a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's pretty much what I need. Yeah. Um, because I'm no good. And golf that's is probably hard, why I'm man. not watching the Masters. You know what's crazy is you have to build a practice schedule for yourself. Yeah, I mean, watching these guys play, though, is incredible. Because whenever I play, I'm like, damn, is it? They just make it look so damn easy. And, I'm and like, that's ugh, that's what's crazy about golf. Is it, to me, it's, it's the only sport where you'll watch it and you will say, <laughs> I can do that. Oh, bullshit. But, I, I but know, you know I can't. But... but there's a lot of fans that will watch. And oh go, yeah, like you oh, said, that's simple. They yeah. fucking make it look just, that easy. Just hit it. You know 60 what? Let yards. me let me go out. <laughs> let me get some time on the greens. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm and, duffing it all over the and place. I, I it's mean, a disaster. Exactly. And I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram. Some people have may have. Some people didn't. But I posted. I mean, in this weekend alone, in Masters weekend, how much do Golf club companies, oh, yeah. golf apparel. <laughs> How that. much do they make money? Because there's so many fans out yeah. there that go. They make it look so easy. Yeah. I Let gotta me get go started. Out. I gotta go out and yeah. practice. I gotta get started. So it just 
You know. It, yeah, that's funny. It's um, just, going into the UFC. Yeah, we're in the UFC now, because McGregor Poirier three scheduled for July tenth. But there's some bad blood brewing between the two. I mean, I'll, marketing real shit. Bad I think it blood? tends I mean, to be is, on the they real shit. They want to kill each other. <laughs> um, so basically, McGregor was on some either interview or podcast, and he was like, his prediction of the next fight is that he's going to knock out Poirier in the second round. I believe that to be correct. And Don't ask me. Poirier <laughs> goes on Twitter, and he's like, hey, nice prediction. You also predicted you were going to donate money, based on last fight, to my charity. Or my fa- foundation, whatever. Which I guess McGregor hasn't done. Oh, so he put him on blast in that respect. McGregor comes back, and he's like, it's a donation, not a debt. Um, you didn't tell me what you were going to do with the money. I don't give money before I know where it's going. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're I, just... If I've made millions, I probably would have done the same thing. I mean, if you're I'm giving gonna... 500k... I don't. I don't hate that rationalization. Though. No, absolutely not. That's probably how you go broke if you're that rich and you That's true. toss out money. Yeah. But anyways, Poirier was like, "Hey, yeah, well, like I said, we've been emailing you and your team stopped talking to us." And then McGregor's basically explicit, ex- explicit, explicit. Don't tarnish my name. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna. You're gonna pay with your face, with your head. <laughs> oh, Very, God. you know, combat fighter banter. Yeah. And uh, something I would not something I would expect from Connor. Oh, for sure. And he's you're a respect guy. He's a big respect guy, which oh, yeah. is kind of diluted with all his weird stuff that he's yeah. done and disrespectful things he's done. But in his own head, he's the most respectful exactly. guy there is. <laughs> well, I mean, let's put it this way. You know, for me and he respects the art of fighting in UFC. Yes, for but, me, that's respect to the fight. Yeah. Right. You know? But day to day life he can do a little better. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, he's made many mistakes in that regard. Yes. But it's, it's that's just funny that he's like, you know, it's all about respect, and he's like throwing dollies at shit. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, well, I don't know. What do you got of this well, uh, exchange I between got, the two and I mean, the trilogy to come? This is, I got a couple things, you know. I sit <laughs> back and, you know, settle in, if you will. Give me um, a little juice. Give me a little spice. <laughs> well, one, I'm just so amazed with Twitter because it literally gives us fans an immediate view of what the fuck is going on that is such a new i don't know if it's new but um it's immediate it's immediate, immediate news. just squabble happens on twitter and like that's the new thing between and these guys are fighting yeah you know these are professional yes. fighters that are on twitter like bitching at each other. i mean totally it can be on the side like over a phone call like yo fuck you Dustin. Right. that's like, different. what would it have been in the past like probably a phone call or well, like no you know what it would have been no, no, honestly, it would have been, because think of... Or, like, meet up in the parking lot or something? No, I don't even see it as that. The first thing I think of is, I mean, look, I mean, I'm literally getting this view of Muhammad Ali, you know, talking about at a workout, just talking, you know. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. hyping himself up. Right. Where now you have this platform of Twitter where I can hype myself up by talking shit, but also, also hype be, the fight up. Right, be building the fight. Exactly. Which is for sure part of this, by no, the way. No, they're not. They're is. not idiots. No, no. <laughs> um, that's one thing. Number two, uh, the third fight, I mean, what do you think? Like, how do you take fight, like, these multiple, you know, rematches, if you will? In my mind, well, I, I love seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two, number, and my second, just jump in before I get, before you jump in on this. 
My second thing is that there's – they don't want to pitch to him. Um, sorry. Manny just got walked. Um, my second thing is I love seeing how fighters address their opponent the second or third time. Yeah. Because it's never the same. It might be similar, but it's never – you're never going into it the same. Like if – Let's just say you and I were fighting and you won the first one. I'm coming in the second one. I'm not doing the same shit I did in the right. second in the first fight. So it's just that I don't know. For me, it's more of the art of the game. You know, it's hey, how are we? How are you game planning this? Yeah, is, no, I think it's exact. I mean, it's the easy answer, and it's exactly what is true, and that's why it's easy. When you get a third fight and you've seen somebody twice, and one guy's won this way, one guy's won the other way, you're gonna get. A whole different fight the third time yeah and it's gonna are. be a lot more tactical it's gonna be it's a true uh it's a true representation of who is better when you have Great three call. fights the better guy is gonna come out event like you've pretty much seen everything out of the other and this one i didn't even think of that you one. have That's mcgregor uh you know at the beginning of his ufc career who just smoked Justin or dustin poirier with a first round ko yep. and got inside his head and that probably played a factor in it and changed the course of Poirier's career at that point. Um, and then we're talking, I don't know, I think it was seven years later was the second fight, which was earlier this year. Um, and, you know, Poirier came out and was tactical and went after his legs and, you know, utilized the kicks and knocked out McGregor. Yeah. And McGregor is in a completely different phase of his life where he was, you know, like you said, he was fighting for a stake and... The, this other fight, he's, you know, he's this bigger than life persona that whatever, no matter what shape he's in, he's going to make crazy money. So third fight coming up, seems like he's got a little bit of that, uh, you know, venom, him. Yeah. That venom. And, um, oh, like good and I think he wants to put that venom back in himself because that's when he's been most successful. When he has some, like when he lost an eight Diaz the first time. Venom in the second one, because he was doubted by the world. So, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, Dustin really cares what McGregor comes out with. No. So that's a whole different side of it. Um, so it'll be an interesting fight. I don't see Poirier utilizing the kicks as much. I think that'll be McGregor's main focus. But also, maybe his focus is so attached to the leg kicks, he gets caught somewhere else. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point because I started thinking, how would you game plan for it? I mean, in my yeah. mind, the first thing I'm starting to think of is, all right, I got he's got nasty fucking kicks. So you know McGregor's going to be focusing, at least hyper-focused on that. And who's yeah. to say he's looking for a kick? I mean, you can maybe hide that and, you know, catch him and one time. another point is when he lost Nate Diaz the first time, the second fight, he was kicking the shit out of Nate Diaz. Yeah, and he wasn't he was. doing that at all the first fight. He was just trying to knock him out as he had done with everybody else. And the second fight, he comes in with all these kicks. So he definitely made a you know definite change in his thought process going yeah. into that fight. So I see his thought process going from getting knocked out in the... I think it was the second or third... Second round? I don't care. Second remember. or third round, he got knocked out last time. I think he'll have a completely different... And he'll be looking. He'll be looking for the kicks because they ruined his calves last time. Yeah, I mean he could barely walk. He couldn't walk, so I know for sure that's his main focus. But is his focus going to be so centralized to that? Will he get caught with a you know uppercut and that's that? I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know what kind of fighter McGregor really is anymore. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, again, I, I'm trying to figure out you know which 
which way I could see McGregor leaning towards this. But he's got such... I mean, his... He needs the mean streak. He does. He does. It's almost That's like... That's his edge. Someone steal from him or something. Because he needs to, like... <laughs> kidnap his kid? No, joking. Don't kidnap <laughs> his kid. But, like... You know, I mean... It, but, I mean, McGregor actually has to put himself into that mentality. Can he, though? That's my I question. I don't think so. I don't know. He's... I, I mean, let's put it so this way. I want him... He's going to win. In my mind. Okay. He's going to fucking win. I want him to win. I want um, him to win. I'm not so sure. In my mind, I love the man too much that he's going to win. He's let it me down. It would be a great story. But you know what? I don't care. If he loses, he just becomes a prize fight type thing. Where it's like, he'll probably box somebody. Yeah. And then it'll, it'll kind of change I hope that whole it, narrative. I, and for me, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want that. Dude, why? I'm fucking but, sick of that shit. <laughs> let's, let's fight, boys. Oh, you're not me. a Jake Paul guy? No. Fuck off. Are you serious? <laughs> Let's not even get into that. Good <laughs> heavens. That is such bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the predicament. McGregor and Poirier, they're kind of so squabbling on Twitter. Um, I'm going to wait a little bit. Oh, God. You so uh, confident earlier. I, I don't know. I want McGregor, but I, I don't know. Well, I mean, we're going to circle back to it. It's in July. Give yourself... You know, a couple yeah, months to think right. about what you want to do. I really won't even probably think about it that much until no, we talk about this next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, I, again, I, it's... But I want to see what he looks like going into camp. How about that? Yeah, I get, yeah. it is too early to tell. But and, like, for what's me, he doing? I want McGregor to... I mean, dude, he's eating caviar on a yacht. Yeah, you see, think I know. I don't like that. See, yeah. uh, Poirier's not doing that. You know what he needs to do? He needs to go, like... You know, into Siberia like, like Rocky yeah. and just he's start like, punching wood. But even wood. that is like he's pretending to be in this frame of mind. It's like you're just pretending, man. Like I'm sure Poirier's doing fine himself, yeah, but he still yeah, has. Yeah, a, that's a good. I actually, you I don't know if you can pretend to have venom. You know, you either have it or you don't. And he you definitely used to have. It. That's why he became who he is. But can you get it well, back? Well, I mean, that's actually funny because you know, relate that to uh, oh, who's the heavyweight? Last time, um, in Ganu. Yep. I mean, look at him. You know, he's got. He's hungry as shit. He's hungry as shit, but he's also living his life in his and how he wants to live it, and he's not living as McGregor, where he's lavish and things like that. And, oh, look at look at all my accolades and things like that. And Ganu still has that. Like, I'm gonna. I need. Oh, he just got there. That's why. Exactly. And, yeah. But but. We will see how he responds to that with his his consistent success. Where McGregor, he's built up, and I, let's put it this way: I think McGregor's goal was to be where he is now, where he get, let me give you like yeah ten 100%. years of my life yeah of you and there's know, nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong, right. but you bring up an an exceptional point is exceptional. How can you <laughs> how can you generate venom? When you're yeah. surrounded by this, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm using this word loosely, but this plush lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I, I mean. No, I think that's true. Like, yeah, but I that. think he wants to emulate the McGregor of old. Mm-hmm. And you bring up a great point of how, how are you going to do this? Bases loaded. How are you going to do this? It's going to be tough. And, yeah. But with that being said, I love McGregor. I'll back him any day of the week. You know, I mean, I'm I'm taking him in the fight. We'll see if anything more goes down on Twitter. Since yeah. that's, uh, that's, yeah, how, that's how we talk shit here, so. <laughs> We'll see if more shit happens there. Which is quote, a, unquote. Yeah, which is a pretty remarkable move. You know, I mean, 
it affected I mean, the NFL. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm not a Patriots guy by any means. I grew up very anti-Patriots because they always broke the Chargers' heart. Tom Brady wins a thousand Super Bowls, just wasn't in, you know. Mm. But uh, Julian Elman was a guy, seventh round pick, sixth round pick. So automatically, you're not expected to do anything in the oh. NFL. Um, and he started as a punter turner with the Patriots, and he kind of it's like spe- just special teams guy. Yep. And he became like yes. he had a few uh, punt return touchdowns, and I was like, who's this guy? Um, <laughs> who's this guy? And then he became the slot receiver. And you know, you know who I'm talking about if you watch sports. Like Julian Edelman was a massive difference maker for the Patriots offense. Um, so I I have a lot of respect for him, of course. Um, he was fun to watch. He has a lot of memorable moments, like the Super Bowl versus the Falcons, that crazy triple covered part of the twenty to three comeback when he you know caught it with his fingertips off the ground. Um, he's just the type of guy, and we talked about this earlier, he's just the type of guy that you can put in on third and ten, and he'll find a way to get, um, he'll find a way to get the job done and get the first down. He'll also, you know, clothesline somebody if that's needed. Yeah. And I appreciate that type of dog in a football player. Like, that's how I used to play. That's the type of mentality you got to have if you're not the most athletic guy out there. He wasn't the biggest guy, wasn't the strongest guy, but maybe the biggest dog out there, you know? And you got to have that type of fearlessness to excel when you're surrounded by, you know, arguably the best athletes in the world. So that's my take on it. I mean, God damn it. Yeah, we're, um, not, we're not doing so often. No, sorry. The Padre game is definitely <laughs> distracting me. Um, but again, this is what sports banter was driven <laughs> off of. Um, you know, Julian Edelman, I, I said it off camera, and these are my comments about it. He has always been a blanket for the Patriots. He is, hey, you know, you need someone to tuck you in, Julian will do it for you. He's going to, he will do whatever needs to be done for the team. And he is, like I said, the blanket of the team. The second thing I said was very, very reminiscent of Wayne Corbett Mm. and his, his career with the New York Jets. I mean, we looked. I looked at the stats right before the game, right before this. They're the exact same height. And, to play the same, yeah. to play the same position, same height. You know, that just shows you the, you know, drive. And again, if you're short in the NFL, you have to have a higher drive than everyone else. I was gonna say just real quick to jump in, Wayne Corbett created that uh, slot position yes and Edelman being the next era of athlete has created that like short fast white guy position that is you know it's something that if you're not the biggest strongest fastest guy that like, you can aspire to be that position I mean how it often exists, how often you know? do you hear about a wide receiver being 510 you know and 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 being being as impactful mm-hmm. as Julian Edelman yeah, and of course I'm bringing rare. up Wayne Corbett a lot but you know, they're two of the exact same people. How often do you hear that in a consistent basis making an effect on the team? Yeah. You're not going to hear about that I think teams are always looking for the next Julian Edelman. Yeah. That's, that's the type of effect he's had. Exactly. Like, uh, the Bucks of Scotty Miller, Danny Amendola, who was also on the Patriots. Um, you know, it's kind of that position has been created by guys like Wayne Corbett, like um, Tim Dwight back in the yeah. day. Um you know, it's that type of Danny Woodhead even. That type of athlete exists because of guys like Julian Edelman who have 
proved time and time again that you can make it happen. You can make it work if you, you know, work your ass off tirelessly and do the job that needs to be done. Yeah, and it's, and, and it shows, too, again, how much they want to be a part of the game and how much yeah. more work that they're willing to put into it. Because mm-hmm. you're not the top pick. Like, you, they're always going to pick the 6'4 to 6'6 guy who runs the 4'4. Exactly. And they meet the eye test. 50-inch vertical. Like, that's who the, everybody wants. Nobody wants the Julian Edelman prototype of, oh, you're 5'10 and kind of fast and you played at some... D one double oh yeah maybe yeah we'll give you a shot yeah maybe yeah I think that so credit to him for overcoming all that exactly and and I guess what our big push was for this is we're such huge football guys yeah he's made such an impact on the NFL for not meeting the the quintessential eye test for a wide receiver and just the impact and the accolades that he's received based off of his hard work in the NFL is is duly noted. I know, I know. I mean, you talked about it. You're not a Patriots fan, but you're more of a Julian Edelman fan from yeah. what how I sound, how I hear it. And for me, again, I I, I will t- I tell people this until they're they just tell me to go fuck myself because it's so annoying. <laughs> but as long as you respect the sport, I love you mm-hmm. as a fan. It doesn't matter. Again, I don't have a team. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are from what team what whatever as long as you respect the sport that i love i will i will have you'll ride or die for that exactly and you're a rider and julian edelman has done that to and it you know such an exceptional feat for him in in that sense and it just i mean they're doing the joe musgrove replay right right now you know again (laughs) a gentleman that respects the game right there it just I'm happy for Julian. I'm upset that the game is losing him, quote unquote. Um, I know well, that. What do you got to say about that? Well, I mean, who's? <laughs> I know his retirement is driven by his injuries. He had a pretty bad ACL injury last season. I mean, you know. Yeah, he's 34. I mean, that's pretty old is. for NFL. Now, look at Rob Gronkowski, and you're thinking Bucks. You're thinking, thinking a, a Bucks. Bucks move to hang out with Tom. So that's they can right. Have hang out with his receivers boy. to throw to. Exactly. <laughs> More assets for Tom Brady. I wouldn't Tom be Brady. surprised. I mean, and you know what's funny yeah. is I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised that the Bucks are already trying, or at yeah. least Tom's putting into the Bucks' mind like, "Hey, you got to. Hey, you need me to take a little less He's, to get." Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I'm. They're boys anyway. I'm sure it's just a phone call of like, "Hey, if you are considering at all, like we would love to have you." Yeah, and that's and probably all it would take. You're right, and I again, I hope this isn't the last for Julian, but I'm happy to. S- I'm happy that he was a part of the game, and I'm happy I got to see him as a fan. Do you think Hall of Fame? That's an interesting topic um, that's been circulating on social media. Already people bitching about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. His, yeah, and for me... I don't think so, honestly. Yeah, because... Personal thing. Let me look at his stats. Got to see what he's right, done. Right. I don't know those off the top of my head. I'm not a diehard Playoff stats nut. are better than his... You know, regular season, they don't. He's not in the top one hundred and fifty of various categories. Stats are huge. Yeah. If I were to now, so that's what I'm going. Exactly, of. stats are huge, and that's how you get into the Hall of Fame. If you're going off of what he's done in the NFL and you know his personal accolades with how well he's done, he'd get in. You know, I think there's great players that have great careers, but then there's the next level of. 
you know, like a Ladanian Tomlinson. Like, I wouldn't put Ladanian Tomlinson and Julian Edelman even Absolutely close to not. each other. No. So that's what, you know, like Michael Irvin, Julian Edelman, these are two different athletes. Two completely about. different athletes. So that's and, my take. Uh, Patriot fans, hit me with your hatred. I'd love to hear it. Oh, you can comment me too. I don't think he... I mean, hit me I with it. I don't think he's... Mm, I mean... You have to see the stats. Yeah, I got to see the stats and look at how many good players haven't gotten to the Hall of Fame. Right. Well, that's I mean, look my at, I, mean, I mean, the first person I'm thinking of is John Lynch. Like, he's right. a great, exceptional player. Yeah. Still isn't in. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I mean well, now he's in uh, after this year. Congrats. Shout out, John Lynch. Shout uh, out, John Lynch. San Diego and, kid. Yeah, Tory Pines. Um, my dad reffed him, actually, back in the day. What the hell was I talking about? Oh, just another comparison. Randy Moss, Julian Edelman. I mean... We're that's talking, hard. No, that's, but that's who's in the Hall of Fame and who's not. I know, but yeah, but you know, Randy Moss is top maybe five, the best ever. Yeah. Exactly, top five wide yeah. receivers, if not top three wide receivers in NFL history. Yeah, you can't. That's really saying, hard. But but I understand. Yeah. Again, I'm, me, I'm me, just saying let's let's address who's in and let's see if it matches up. Let's not just everybody gets in because then it's not yes, this yes monumental achievement. As yeah. instead of that's just a great like call. people had great careers that aren't in, and that's fine. I mean, you put, I mean, he's got what five Super Bowls, like, but a Super Bowl doesn't guarantee right. your way into the no. NFL Hall of Fame, so nor a World Series, you know, if you're right. gonna look that's at it I'm in that saying. sense, you, you that doesn't guarantee that doesn't warrant you. If you put Julian Edelman on the Jaguars, is he, you know, pr- uh, productive? Okay, so let's say, let's just say this, and we are kind of, you know, a conspiracy theory. Let's say he does go to the Bucks and he has an exceptional year. Exceptional. Like, like Hall of Fame year. He's the number one receiver in the league that year? Yeah. Would you say he's a Hall of Fame guy? I I don't probably I, not. No. I don't, but I will say, and again, Tom Brady is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. It also shows what he can do with another team. Yeah. That's that to me, I think adds a lot of street cred in a sense for getting your name on a ballot it shows okay Maybe. he went uh, i think in a quarterback sense it means more wide receiver it's just kind of like i think right. tom brady i mean he didn't need anything to no further his chances but Absolutely. going from the patriots to the bucks in year one like and winning the super bowl that's you are already the goat now you're like the goat yeah goat. yeah so anyways now we're we're uh you know this is classic we're, we're sports off. <laughs> yeah but that's our take on julian elliman um so, yeah, man, I mean, Joe Musgrove with the no-no, first in San Diego Padres history. Love it. That's our freaking guy. He's pitching tomorrow versus the Pirates, his old team. Shout out to uh, Grossmont High. Mm-hmm. Didn't blow that one. Grossmont High. They just actually put up a mural of him, by the way. I don't know oh, wow, that's that. really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, like I, like I was saying, he'll always be remembered, and that's the coolest part of this whole thing is fuck i wouldn't we're be making surprised. those memories right i now. wouldn't be surprised if he gets a statue of petco i'm I'm, uh, I'm in i'm in i'd be down <laughs> um so joe mushgrove absolutely amazing moment in san diego's history and baseball history uh went over the masters hideki matsuyama first in japan's history great call get the green jacket and head right back <laughs> mcgregor poirier talking some shit again <laughs> that's right looking forward to that fight and uh julian elman hall of fame or not he was an unbelievable player for many years and uh will be regarded as such 
He will. Um, he will be missed from the game. So that's episode 15, man. How do you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you locked great. up? Great. Of course, Fired we had Padres going. We got <laughs> yeah, the game we're, we're on. We're top seven here. So I mean, we, we is, got a chance to come back. This is true. This, this is, is true. true. Banter, yeah. Exactly. You know, I make uh, Rick's Cave. I do it right. <laughs> I do it right. We just need some snacks and... That's right. That'll be my next move right after this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, last thing from you guys, subscriptions, baby. Mm-hmm. Press that subscribe button, Spotify, Apple, other shit. Uh, Twitter, give us a follow. You That's know? right. We got you shit to Twitter. say. That's We're right. building that up. So we, we, need, some, we need some followers there. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, five stars, throw us a review. Exactly. If you need a sponsorship, just let us know. We're willing to do anything. We'll bargain. To a certain extent. Well, yeah, yeah. We're not, yeah. We'll uh, we'll meet you at the, the business table. Exactly. <laughs> you know, formal meeting. Um, but for episode 15, Sports Banter. Out. Out.